the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show Hour 2. It is Open Line Friday. On Open Line Friday, you can call in about anything you would like. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We will change the subject just for you. So maybe you've got a follow-up on another subject we've had today or this week. Maybe you have a comment about the news or about the Bible. Maybe you have a question about something. We can talk about that. And or you can just continue with the conversation that we're having. The number is 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to Pastor Scott at KKLA.com, Pastor Scott at KKLA.com. All right, so, you know, we do Open Line Friday, and sometimes you just turn on the news and you go, it's a slow news day. What in the world are people talking about today? It doesn't seem like there's uh, anything out there, is there? Oh, the, uh, the, the Trump story. That's a big story. And, uh, you know, it's going to develop, and there's lots of things being said today that won't be you know, what's said on Monday and as the time people develop it and more information comes out. I guess this is what I would say to begin with, no matter how you look at the story, no matter what, no matter what your perspective is, whether you're pro-Trump or against Trump or you're Republican or Democrat, wherever you're coming from on all of these things, uh, it really should be looked at as a sad day because I think that no matter what's ultimately true, if Jesus could come on the show right now and tell us specifically what things are all true, who's doing what, what are the agendas, who's guilty, who's innocent, uh, what's true about the government, double standards, tier, two-tier justice system, you know, whoever's lying, whoever's telling the truth, whatever ultimately things turn out, I think it's sad. That's just, I guess that's how I feel about it. I like to wait and sort of get the information, develop it. I've not read all of the indictment that came out. Um, it's serious, I'll tell you that. This is uh, Jack Smith, uh, the prosecutor. Here's what he had to say today. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. This indictment was voted by a grand jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida. And I invite everyone to read it in full, to understand the scope and the gravity of the crimes charged. The men and women of the United States intelligence community and our armed forces dedicate their lives to protecting our nation and its people. Our laws that protect national defense information are critical to the safety and security of the United States, and they must be enforced. Violations of those laws put our country at risk. Adherence to the rule of law is a bedrock principle of the Department of Justice, and our nation's commitment to the rule of law sets an example for the world. We have one set of laws in this country, 
and they apply to everyone. Applying those laws, collecting facts, that's what determines the outcome of an investigation. Nothing more and nothing less. All right, that was Jack Smith. He is the special prosecutor who is looking into uh, Donald Trump. And this is the document uh, scandal, if you call it that, where uh, the classified documents were kept at Mar-a-Lago and the accusation. There's a whole bunch of them. I'll give you some of that uh, of what he is being charged with federally. And it's very serious, ultimately, in the sense of you know, compared to the New York thing or some of the other things. This is a pretty serious deal. There is a lot of frustration, though, because it the Republicans would say that um, this same standard of justice has not been applied to other people who have misused uh, documents, in particular the Hillary Clinton uh, server incident. It's not about the emails with Hillary Clinton. You know, people say, oh, but what about the emails and the 33,000 emails? Emails are part of the story, but the real story is server in the bathroom. Okay, that she installed a server so that she didn't have to go through the government system. So there's tons of classified. You know, you're Secretary of State. Probably everything you do is classified, related to the business, and that's a big deal. Uh, in this story, they're claiming that they found documents in Trump's bathroom uh, <laughs> at Mar-a-Lago. Trump and and boxes all over the place at Mar-a-Lago. This is Kevin McCarthy speaking from uh, Speaker of the House, speaking from a Republican standpoint. That this judgment is wrong by this DOJ, that they treated President Trump differently than they treat others, and it didn't have to be this way. This is going to disrupt this nation because it goes to the core of equal justice for all, which is not being seen today, and we're not going to stand for it. And that is part of the discussion is that, you know, I think with all of these things, you know, one of the questions I ask myself is which ones of these things would be, number one, charged of a regular person if there wasn't politics involved? And number two, there is politics involved, of course, when the person's running for president and uh, is the leader. How much of it has to be done? I would agree that no one's above the law, that even someone running for president, you know, in our country has to be accountable to the law. But when you see someone else running for president who's also done similar things, Hillary Clinton in this case, and they're not prosecuted, that's what develops this problem. And there's multiple examples of that. And what's hard is that we're lay people. We don't have all the information. We don't really even have all the information in this case here. And that's what I mean by it being sad on all, all ends, is that whoever ultimately is right, if we could really have all of the information, no matter what ultimately is true, if Trump is completely guilty of all these things or if he's completely innocent, whatever is true, it's a sad day for America that this is going on. And um, we have to find a way, I think, to be as truthful as we can to address the, the, per- you know, the perception that there's two-tiered uh, justice systems is one that half the country thinks, maybe more than half the country thinks that. And, you know, what I mean by things also being sad is either way you look at it, it's a huge problem because either that perception is correct in looking at our country, in which case we have a terrible problem that needs to be resolved, or if that perception is wrong, then we still have a huge problem because half the country think that their government is corrupt in a way that it isn't. See, either way, either the government is corrupt and therefore we have this huge problem or the government is not corrupt but the perception by half the country is that it is and either way it's bad either way we have a truth problem either way we are further and further dividing ourselves 
And I think that we see a whole lot of different things that are compiling this because of the politics and because of accusations that are facing one party and not being addressed the same way by the other one. It, uh, it's a big problem. So uh, President Trump is facing 37, 37 counts of in the classified documents case. I think there's more counts coming. There's still some you know, confusion out there as to what counts might be coming from Jack Smith. There may be some other ones next week that they think are coming um, down um, that are also serious. Uh, but here's a summary. All right. The charges include 31 counts of willful retention of national defense information. So what the claim is, is that many of the classified documents that are being retained, number one, willful is is important. Uh, so it's not accidental, meaning it's not on a box that he didn't pack that they found in the bathroom and it turns out there's stuff in it. Uh, it's he is being charged with willful retention, one count of conspiracy to cons- obstruct justice. And it's a conspiracy because they also indicted somebody who works for Donald Trump with this uh, of hiding documents. One count of withholding a document or record. One count of corruptly concealing a document or record. One count concealing a document in a federal investigation. One count scheme to conceal. And one count false statements and representations. And when you get into it, you know, it depends on what they mean. And that's one of the things that I've said about, you know, the document issues with him and with President Biden Mike Pence, other people who've had documents, it's for sure the, if you have classified documents, you need to give them up. But if the document, if, if Donald Trump is holding on to the menu of his lunch with Kim Jong-un or something, he shouldn't have that if it's classified, but you know, it's not a big deal. But on the other hand, if, um, and what they're saying is that he has documents and have showed documents to people that have a plan of attack for the Department of Defense against some enemy of the United States, that's not okay. Um, and even if it's not classified, it's still you're still not allowed to show that. There's still a lot of problems with that. So there's a there's a lot here and a lot to digest. I don't think we have all the details, and you probably won't really until it comes into um, into trial. We have to be a people who, regardless of which side it supports, we've got to be a people of truth. And part of the danger of all this and the sadness of this and also the the Biden controversies, which were huge yesterday, by the way, and uh, getting buried by this story, we are tied up in corruption or accusations of corruption. And in the meantime, we do have enemies who are plotting against us. In the meantime, we have many problems in the society that need to be addressed. And these things get in the way. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about. Jose in Santa Clarita. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, uh, Pastor Scott, how you doing? I'm good, Jose. How are you? Yeah, thank you. Hey, I just want to let you know, um, well, when I was 19, I came here to the United States illegal, and um, later on, Thank God I, I became legal, and uh, two years later I became an American citizen. That's great. You know, I learned English, and um, uh, I never been in trouble with the law, and uh, you know, I never collected any welfare or any of that stuff. I'm not a troublemaker, but uh, you know, um, I know there is. A lot of Hispanics, 
and not just Hispanics, but they consider us like, you know, we're the troublemakers or whatever, but not in my case. Uh, you know, God got a hold of me, and uh, thanks to Him, I serve Him, and I try to vote every two years. And uh, I really don't like what's going on with the government right now. But yeah, what country were you from? Is, what country are you from initially? I'm from Mexico. From Mexico. When you see this going on, you know how do you feel about it? What does it concern you that our government is going down the path? There's two ways to look at it, I guess. One is that we're going down the path of what people will call derogatorily a, a banana republic. Um, other people might say, no, we're a country where nobody is above the law. Um, does it, does this kind of stuff concern you in that way or how do you feel about it? Yeah, it concerns me because, um, you know, I just basically like having a Mexican government, you know, uh, everybody says nobody is about the law, but I don't see it that way. Uh, I know Biden as we know, uh, everybody's after him trying to do something about him, but just because he is the president or his son, you know, they haven't done anything about it. And, well, and that's uh, the question I think that people have. There still might. There is a prosecution about the the documents for President Biden, and there's definitely an issue coming related to um whether or not the president was receiving funds for uh, influence. And, uh, you know, that's a big story. But that's the controversy, right? And appreciate your call, Jose. Thank you for calling. Well, one more thing. Uh, uh, Do you trust the machines when we go to vote? Do I trust the machines? (laughs) Right. uh, (laughs) You know, uh, (laughs) I try not to use the machine. I use a paper ballot if I can, and I, I keep my receipt. You know, uh, I, I, I trust that when you go and you cast a ballot, I'm not comfortable with the mail ballots, and there's lots of stories with um, people with piles of mail ballots for some reason, and who do they belong to, and there's a big one in Lodi. You know, but I, I think that whatever the case is, you still have to vote, and I think we have to demand of both parties that it's another area, right, where whoever is right about whether the election is secure or not, you know, a lot of people don't think it's secure. And whether they're right or wrong, it's still a problem. It has to get resolved. And what bothers me is I don't feel like we're really working too hard to resolve people's concerns. A lot of people's concerns are not legitimate. They're just they're not. But there are some that are legitimate and uh, those things need to be resolved. So. My advice to people is get out there and vote. You know, don't feel like you shouldn't vote. There's a lot of people who decide, well, the system's messed up, so I'm just not going to bother to vote. Uh, don't do that. Right, yeah, uh, vote mostly. Yeah, the system is fine, you know. But there, you know, and the issues that where you can see the possibility of fraud, well, that needs to get fixed. So ask whoever it is your representatives are to get that fixed and don't let up. That's what I think. Jose, thanks. Yeah, we, Thank, me, Jose, I got to go on to the next wife, call. Go, Jose, appreciate you. I got to go on to my next call. Uh, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Uh, Bud, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Is it Bud? Um, yes, that's correct. So I just want to say that I, I think it's proven that Trump's moral compass is off. 
And I feel like we don't know what his intentions were with the documents. Right. And I feel like with Hillary, she did go before Congress and get grilled, was asked a lot of questions, and she answered the questions for hours and hours and hours. And she was acquitted after. It wasn't like they just, oh, just swept under the rug. She was grilled. Yeah, but there was no prosecution about the server in her bathroom, which clearly was against the rules. You know, that's the that's I think the thing that is that bothers people on the right is that um, if Donald Trump is guilty, well, then surely she is, too. Why was there no special prosecutor? She went to Congress and testified, but there was no prosecutor. And that's that's what bothers people. One, she's not the president. And for but she was the secretary of state, though, like all of the nation's secrets could have been going through her private email server in her bathroom. See, that's that's what irritates people. But it doesn't justify Trump just because somebody else. Right. No, you're you're absolutely right. It does not justify Trump at all. You know, it's a separate thing. I think what people are frustrated with is why does one person get a special prosecutor and the other person not? You know, where in Hillary's case, the comment was no prosecutor would take this case. That's what Jim Comey said. Uh, Although many prosecutors came forward and said, no, I would take the case. What do you mean? Um, And and there's there are certainly differences of of different things. But what I'm getting at is whether the the people who are complaining about a two tier justice system are right or wrong. That complaint is half or more than half of the country. Um, And whether they're correct or not, the perception is that that is true, and therefore we have a problem. You see what I'm well, saying? That I'm even saying, if they're wrong, one more thing. yeah. Um, I, I feel like people flip flop um, with the Republicans. If if Obama had did this with the same thing Trump did, they would have a whole different point of view. The problem with Trump is that nobody holds him accountable. And because nobody has held him accountable of all the things he's done, he keeps doing more things and more things. You mean, you mean nobody on his side? Correct. You mean, yeah, I I'm see not, what you're saying. I think both sides so, do that, wouldn't you say, bud, that both sides, if this was the other way around, you know, if, if Donald Trump had a server in his bathroom in 2016 and he was the Secretary of State, don't you think the Democrats would be uh, up in arms about that? I think they would. I think I think both sides do it. I think both sides. I'm going to go on to another call. I appreciate your call. Uh, But I think both sides and this is something and for us as Christians, we get to this. We can't we have to be consistent. You know, we can't let one side our side off, whatever your side is in on something that the other side does. That's the same. You can't. You have to hold. And I and I think caller Bud is right that Republicans would do well to hold their own side accountable. Democrats the same way that our country would operate better if the parties worked hard for integrity on their own side, not just saying, well, what about the other side or not turning a blind eye to it when it's on their side? And that's been going on a long time, not just with Trump and Hillary. That's number one. That's politics which is not an excuse, but that's what people do. But as Christians, we have to be above that. We have to be able to say these things are wrong uh, and stand up to our, our own people, whether it's in our life or in, you know, or if it's ourself. It's, it's the principle of taking the log out of your own eye, where our country would be better if the Republicans took the log out of their eye and the Democrats took the log out of their eye 
our country would be a lot better off because we would have leaders who on both sides want integrity, prove it by going after their own people uh, when there's falsehood or crime or allegations of such. And, uh, you know, that makes things better. But uh, we're not doing that. We're not doing it on either side. 888-528-2557. David Culver City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. You know, I'm not sure I could say it any better than Bud said it. First of all, <clears throat> you you keep bringing up Hillary Clinton and her server. Well, I'm bringing it up because that's what the Republicans are bringing up today. Let me let me let me finish, please. Um, Trump was president when that issue came up. His Justice Department were attorneys that he appointed. But even though the FBI did not recommend prosecution, the Justice Department could have appointed a special prosecutor if they felt there was evidence for it. Why didn't they so do that? Just, that? Because it, they didn't think there was enough evidence. They believed what the FBI said. Unfortunately, a lot of Republicans now have denigrated every institution of our government, the military, the FBI, the CIA, voting, the court. But, but David, Second you know, I, I understand what you're saying from your perspective. What I'm saying is that no, other people have the opposite perspective of you. Somebody's wrong and somebody's right here. Either way, there's a problem. That's the argument I'm making. Does that make sense? Well, no, it doesn't make sense because Hillary Clinton, the Hillary Clinton issue came up during Trump's presidency. No, it was in the I mean, uh, it was in the campaign. No. Yes. Yes, it was. No, but it, he was. No, but he was president. No, he was, he was president not president. After, she was the candidate and he, the FBI decided not to prosecute her. It was in 2016 in the summer. But he be, but he became president. Right. And if and here's he the thing, though, but 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 he, he could have investigated Hillary. But what would the Democrats say if he would have, you know, remember at his campaign that year, people chanted, lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. Right. What if. Yes, yeah. True. What if what if President Trump in 2017 uh, and the Republicans went out and got a prosecutor and went after Hillary? Wouldn't that look like the same thing that's happening now from the Democratic perspective? Not at all. That's See, I, I think it would. I think they would say you're prosecuting your we're a banana republic and you're prosecuting your your uh, opponent. OK, so you're going to keep bringing up the Hillary Clinton. Thing, I'm just saying that that's why. That was, no, no, that's not what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah. What I'm saying, David, yes, David, David what I'm saying here is that and I, I'm way over on the break, David. What I'm saying here is that this is the argument that people on the right are making today, is they're saying there's a two-tiered set of circumstances here. You know, if Donald Trump's um, was accused of the same thing Biden was, they would go after him. Why aren't they going after Biden, right? And, and the whole what about thing, it's a problem. But what I'm saying is it's a problem either way. Like whoever is right and whoever is truthful, half the country is going after the other side and uh, for these things. And there is the appearance uh, of things not being fair, even if that appearance is, you know, the people who believe that are not correct. I got to go to a break. I'm way overdue. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, Open Line Friday. Where's my uh, music for that? Here we go. 888-528-2557. You can call about anything you want. 888-528-2557. 
Uh, well, any subject that we can talk about, you know, that's uh, relevant, we'll take your call today. Uh, Paul, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Scott, how are you doing? Hi, Paul. How are you today? Good. Long-time listener, first-time caller. But um, anyways, I'd just like to make an announcement um, <clears throat> about the next uh, Glendale School Board uh, rally protest um, that we are all gathering for. It'll be the 20th of this month of June uh, 20th. All right. Um, it'll be on Tuesday. Did and, you go to uh, the last one? Yes, we did. This yeah, one? we did. Yeah. And, How... uh, go ahead. Um, yeah, and it was... Um, the uh, overwhelming majority were parents there, uh, Armenians and a lot of uh, activists. A lot of people like there. How would you say... A lot of people there, and uh, on the other side were, um, were the LGBTQ uh, activists and Antifa. And, um, um, yeah, so basically, you know, the way they play this thing is they, they, they like to agitate and incite violence, and they... They try to provoke us to go onto their side or attack them. I mean, this is not the first time they do this. Yeah. They, they do it. Well, at Paul, you know, one of the things we talked about this earlier in the week. It's really important that uh, people don't go for that. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah. It's really because what the media um, will say is that, uh, in fact, what they have been saying is that you guys attack them, right? Yeah. The media. And I know how it. It's a, it's the a tactic. Yeah, it's your tactic. It's, yeah. I think it's in Marxism. I think it's called like uh, problem, problematizing the situation. It's a, I mean, it's very not, specific need, tactic, and what it's what you do is you like if you were to yell and point in somebody's face and like get your finger really close to their face or their chest, it's very hard for that person to not smack you or smack your hand away, right? But when they do, they've committed assault. See, and then it becomes that other person's fault. That's the tactic is you are the instigator, but you make them escalate it and they get in trouble. That's why this is a situation where turning the other cheek works. You can't, you can't fall for that. No, but when they do attack you, like there's that one uh, footage that everyone's seeing on the news where the Armenian guy is hitting the other guy with the bandana in the head. Now what they don't see, because we got the footage is that the guy hits the Armenian guy first in the back of the head. Yeah. And he turns around and hits him back. And if you but media cuts that first part that's out. That's right. And so people people need to that. be people need and I appreciate your call. You said that was on the twentieth, June twentieth? Yes, June twentieth. Right. Um I don't know what time the last one was on five at five PM, but uh just please go to the site and we need as many support as possible because right, uh yeah. Thank you for your call. You know that it's just an important thing with with things that you go to like that. The media is going to portray things according to sometimes it's how they want, but sometimes it's just how they, you know, what they see or the information they, they have that fits their worldview. Uh, This is why it's really important when it comes to protests or standing up for different things that you don't engage in the violence that you are being enticed. Now there's a time when somebody's hitting you, you got to defend yourself, right? It's very difficult. But lots of times it's it's sketchy because it it's like they almost hit you, but they really didn't. So then when you hit them, it becomes your fault or you become just as bad as them in the eyes of people watching. It, it's this kind of thing that is when you really get into the the uh, idea of nonviolence, like the Martin Luther King approach to things, it's to say it's not pacifism. It's It's a totally different thing. You know, pacifism, I don't think is right, but nonviolence is a way to make sure 
that people who are watching will make the accurate judgment on who is the bad guy. But if everybody's the bad guy, then people just toss it all out. I think that's what happens. All right, 888-528-2557. Janice and Torrance, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Dr. S- uh, Pastor Scott. I wanted to talk about, um, I think it was Wednesday, you were uh, talking about the situation at the border and the governor of New York asking Americans to take these you know, he was asking New Yorkers homes. to uh, take um, illegal migrants into their homes. And uh, what, I, what I proposed was if if the border issue is never done, if never changed, if it's always if we ne- make no process, let's assume that it's never going to change. Then there's going to be millions and millions of people here, including in California. And there will be a day when our mayors and governors and even pastors will probably say we need to put people in our homes. Would you do it? That was my question. No, I wouldn't, and I'll tell you why. I feel that uh, the invasion over the border is like our country is being raped. And then if they ask us to bring these people who have no um, consideration for our laws, why the heck would they have any consideration for us in our homes? And you don't know who you're bringing into your house, especially if you have children. I'm a single adult. And, and I'm 68 years old. And I'll tell you what, I, we can put up tents for them. We can give tent cities, we can give them water, give them food, and give them jobs. But I'll, I'll be damned if I want any of my family or myself to bring them into our home. It's not safe. Who it's, knows? It's a very difficult uh, thing. You know, some people called uh, last week, and some people had a good experience doing that with people, and other people had a terrible experience uh, doing that. And I think that's the response that uh, the mayor of New York is getting from people is uh, no, uh, they're saying. Um, you know, today, and I appreciate your call, Janice, and I know it's really hard, that question ultimately when it comes up, and uh, it's it's not safe. You know, it's something that is very risky. You've got kids. Now, we had a caller earlier who said he was illegal. He went through a period of time where he became legal. He might have been, I didn't ask him how old he was. If he's old enough, he might have been part of an amnesty deal back in the 80s, uh, became a citizen. And in his case, it worked out. Some people, uh, and I think most people coming are looking for a better life. Um, but some people are are bad people or have drug problems or will develop them. You know, the same question could be asked now. Would you bring in homeless people into your home. Forget the border issue. What's, you know, would you bring in a homeless person to live in your house? And some people have done that and some people have seen success and it's been a good thing and other people, it's been a really bad thing. Um, it's a, it's an issue that is challenging for the believer because we're supposed to, to love people, but there's other options too, the tent cities and other stuff. The bigger thing is we, we have policies now in our country that clearly do not work and yet we're still pursuing those. And they're not working for anybody. They're not working for the people coming over the border either. There's no place to go in so many cases. And children are being trafficked who are coming, which is a huge story. And it's horrific what's happening. Um, and the violence and other things that are happening to, to people who don't have criminal intent, you know, other than crossing the border illegally. It is, in every way you look at it, um, not something that is compassionate I think we put it in, we couch it in something, oh, we're being compassionate. But we're not if we're not leading people to and leading our our system to really help people. 888-528-2557. Let's go to uh, Marco and Palos Verdes. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. 
Thank you, Pastor Scott. I really like your show. Thank you, Marco. I wish I could have listened. Sure, I wish I could have listened to you every day. Well, we have a podcast. You can listen every day later if you want to. Just subscribe to the Pastor Scott Show podcast wherever you get your podcast or at kkla.com. There's a there's a commercial for you, Marco. Okay, beautiful. I, I, li- I definitely would love to. I'm looking forward to your show when I have the time. Between um, Thank you. I do not agree with uh, one of your uh, uh, listeners before. I think his name is David, about persecuting uh, um, Hillary Clinton. I'm also an immigrant. I'm an immigrant, and I'm, I'm from Mexico. So I got here when I was almost 28 years old. So I just definitely... Um, I can see the difference of the both countries. This is a blessing country, absolutely. And no wonder everybody wants to come here because right, there's a reason people are coming here from all over the yeah. world. Yes, but uh, the, the problem is that uh, a lot of them they do not respect the law. I see a lot of, uh, especially now. You know, it used to be more order. It was more structure. Yeah. Uh, and this administration is really chaos. But uh, I'm just talking about. The, the, the previous guy, he he doesn't even know as well. He doesn't know. He said there was not enough evidence about Hillary Clinton. He doesn't know because uh, President Trump, he never pursued that. He has another agenda, mostly like... I think it would have been to, very uh, difficult politically to actually pursue criminal charges against your former opponent. Um, and that's one of the issues now, is that pursuing criminal charges now against an opponent... Uh, even if they're guilty, yeah, right? It, it still a, it still raises a lot of questions. It's still a very complicated I thing. I agree with you, Pastor Scott. He he will do that exactly. Do that. He it will. The Democrats will be outrageous. He will be so angry, and he just did what everybody else has done. Obama, Clinton, the Bushes. Just move on to the next thing and just forget about the bad things that the other president did and just focus on their own agenda. But uh, I can tell you this, right now, I'm obviously, uh, I have a, a, a son who's an athlete, he's 18 years old, and if I wanna give him performance uh, in cases, right? Yeah, because they, we're almost so, out of time here, so uh, go quick, Marco. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so go for the extra mile, and I go to the doctor, the doctor would tell me, absolutely not, you're crazy, you might get arrested. But if, I, if, if some kid wants to, Chance for gender, sex, they would ha- they would do no problem. So they, we're upside down right now, Pastor Scott. We're upside and down, and like, it's it's money. It's big money in that. I got to go to a break, Marco. Thank you for your call. Huge money in that. Um, I don't know if you saw that as video uh, on Twitter the other day, where somebody called one of these clinics up, and in 22 minutes, 22 minutes, uh, got somebody to write the letter um, approving his uh, sex change operation. 22 minutes. Remember the ad from the uh, news station in 22 minutes will give you the world well in 22 minutes. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Friday edition continues. The number is 888-528-2557. You just put your own joke in there, the other one. 888-528-2557. We'll be back with Open Line Friday in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday. 
We will talk about anything that you would like to talk about. 888-528-2557. Last segment. I'll get your calls here in just a second. Yeah, I don't want to leave without, you know, reminding us that the political process and all the stuff that we're seeing on the news and the controversies that are a part of it and the back and forth and the the sadness of it that I talked about. It's just whatever, whoever's right, whatever ultimately is true It's a sad thing for our country, but here's something to keep in mind. The political process, even the legal process in our country, while it's necessary and while it is a part of the human condition, even the bad stuff, all of it has little to do with how God is saving the world. Do you know that? It just doesn't. That God is saving people in countries that have the worst corruption you've ever seen. And this has always happened. In fact, the church is growing rapidly in some of the countries where... Christianity is persecuted the most. And, you know, it's something that we should always think about. You know, the President Biden is doing stuff and he's got some plans. And Donald Trump is going to go through some stuff and he's got some plans. He's got some lawyers, other people running for president. They've all got things they're going to do. But the fate of the kingdom of God does not depend on our political contests. The fate of the church does not depend on who's right and who's wrong on all of these issues. It, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. And if you listen to our show, you know, you need to get out there and vote. I want everybody to vote. I want people to pay attention, all of those kinds of things. But you know what? As a Christian, the thing is, is that our faith has to be expressed ultimately in optimism because the worst thing, the absolute worst thing that's going to happen is the United States government will fall and will be in some terrible war. And you know what? We may not survive it, but for the Christian, you get to go be with Jesus for eternity. You know, for the Christian, whatever happens, good, bad, or somewhere in between, whatever happens, we have a Savior. Whatever happens, we have a gift that cannot be taken away, that's not left or right, that isn't determined by whoever is in office. We have a Savior who has already died for our sins and who has already been resurrected and has already promised to come back and even told us the story of how that's going to happen. Uh, We don't know all the details, but we have hope in that. And he has told us that we're going to rise just like him. And, you know, that's matters. And it matters in how we relate to other people, right? Proverbs 17, 22, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. You know, these things sadden me that are in the news today, but we still have to be cheerful because I've got a savior right? Um, Proverbs fifteen fifteen. all the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. You ever meet people who are just cheerful through the worst things? You know, it's because they're having a continual feast. It doesn't mean they're not sad. It doesn't mean they're, they don't feel the, the tension of things, um, but they are focused in the right place in their savior. So I want to, I want to keep that up because the news is such a, uh, we talk about the news on our program, but the the news is such a downer most of the time. And, you know, it, the actual news, the good news of Christ is always something wonderful. And it's something that we can be optimistic even through the worst times. All right, 888-528-2557. Bunch of calls. I want to get to them and I want to make sure I get that in there because, you know, when things are just coming at us and different things, I think we forget. And our disposition through everything, even our conversations about politics or whatever, has got to be optimistic, not not without reason, not unrealistic. I don't mean that at all. Optimism is not opposed to being realistic, all right? But an optimist is somebody who understands where the world is going. 
Jesus was an optimist. He was also a realist. He had no problem letting his followers know that persecution's coming, uh, but he also had no problem letting them know that the gates of hell will not prevail. And that's what we get to do. 888-528-2557. Robert Costa Mesa, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor Scott. Hi, Robert. I want to thank you for that. Yeah, hi. I want to thank you for that reminder you gave all of us that really all of this stuff that bothers us, it really is all passing. That's right. And, um, and yeah, we do have a, a hope for eternity. But as a Christian, it is rather discouraging to see when, when evil just continues to perpetuate. So earlier in the call, you were talking about the current indictment for President Trump. Yeah. At least the efforts going on. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to even want to pay attention anymore because with President Trump, first there was Russiagate. Right. That drug, drug on and drug on for years. And it was all based on lies and, and false documents. And then there was the impeachment trial. And that was based entirely on a phone conversation. And in that phone conversation, there was nothing implicit, nothing explicit. The, the entire phone conversation was posted on White House on, on whitehouse.gov. You could go out and read the entire Yeah, he phone would say he didn't mean it the way. It was a very Trumpy thing to say, which sometimes you have to interpret. But whatever well, it really, is, you know, people really are that. people are going back and forth. And, and that's part of the problem, right, is so many things have been said that are not true. The Russia thing, I think, being the yeah. biggest one. Uh, you know, I was talking to somebody today who just doesn't believe any of this stuff right now. And he said, look, none of the rest of it's been true. Why should I think this is? Um, it, it, I mean, you said it. It's exactly the point. I mean, that logic doesn't that, really work because yeah. it could all be true what's happening now. But at the same time, you know, what I'm thinking about is that either way it's a problem because we're either going to continue to falsely accuse somebody, and that's terrible, or this time maybe it's true, but we're not going to believe it. Right, because we have such a lack of uh, trust, kind of going both ways, um, and we've got to get past that. You know, I want I this is what I want. I want to see all of it. I know there's a trial. I know that uh, even with the President Biden thing, you know. So yesterday, apparently the the congressional committee saw the FBI's uh, note where they pretty much say we think President Biden's received a bribe through uh, his son and Burisma and uh, Ukraine. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that paper exists. At this point, I'd like to see that paper, though, because I don't. if that's what's happening with the president, that should not happen. That needs to end. And uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if we'll ever see it. But we're at a place where there's a public policy matter on all of this, even with the Trump stuff, is get it all out there. Yes, there needs to be a trial and all that, but the people need to know. Uh, and we need to get it behind us, because that's another issue, is that this is tearing us apart. Whatever is ultimately true, it's tearing us, tearing us apart. Robert, thank you for your call. Let's see if I can get a couple others here. Um, and uh, Steve, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. How you doing, Pastor Scott? Uh, good to talk to you. I just wanted to cover what you were talking about yesterday about UFOs. Right. Um, with UFOs and demonic manifestations, always happens about the same exact time, around 3 o'clock in the morning. So a lot of people have said that. that but, very, yeah. Yeah, I consider it very, you know, it's very close to each other. So why wouldn't there be a, you know, a correlation between both of them? They're both yeah. entities. They're both manifesting <clears throat> themselves. So, you know, it's something that it's going to be there. And as far as, like, everything that's happening yeah. right now in the previous call that you just called, everything 
that's bad and that's evil. It's all talked about in the Bible. Yeah, we it's shouldn't be surprised. We're, we're almost out of time for our show today, Steve. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your call. You know, the spiritual element to all this we have to keep in mind. We're, if you're just tuning in, you know, we're not always talking about UFOs, but there was testimony by a supposed whistleblower who works at one of these government installations. He's saying that we do have UFOs and we've got the bodies of aliens. And what I asked is, does that, uh, if there really are aliens from another planet, who have the ability to fly through interstellar space and uh, but somehow do not have the ability to fly through New Mexico. Uh, if that's really true, then does that affect your faith? And we talked a lot about that. Some people think uh, for some reason that would change or you know make the Bible not true. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. The idea that God might have created other intelligent beings. Some people think it's you know that there's spiritual things going on with all that. I don't think the demons have spaceships or any of that. But uh, for sure, we know that God created other beings angels and demons, and that that's part of the creation. The main point is that it's all about God. I'm not going to be able to get to your other calls. Ted, I see your call up there, and Furman, and a couple other people calling in. I appreciate that. You can send me an email at pastorscott at kkla.com, pastorscott at kkla.com. Can I just leave you with this? Today is a really good day to pray for your nation. Today is a really good day to pray for everybody who's in leadership, whether you like them or not, to pray that the truth comes out in all of this stuff. And that happens rapidly because whatever is ultimately true, uh, the division is just causing an awful lot of problems. Pray for your country, but be optimistic because Jesus is on the throne and he will never come off. And if you believe in him, you're going to have everlasting life. And none of this means anything at that point. God bless you. Have a great weekend. And I'll see you on Monday, three to five, Pastor Scott Show. Good night. God bless. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com